Hi, I'm the Ish Girl, and you're listening to episode 96 of In the Middle of It, the podcast where parents and teachers can find ideas, strategies, and resources for connecting with teens. Hey there, I'm Amy, also known as the Ish Girl, and I am so excited that you guys have joined me today. Today is super special for me because I am starting a four-part series with my good friend Kelly Abernathy. Now, you may recognize Kelly's name because she has been on the podcast before. She's been on a couple of episodes. I'll link to those in the show notes. Um, on one of them, she talked about parenting adult children and what that relationship looks like. And then she also was a part of a conversation that I had about the book, The Hate You Give. So again, I'll link to those in the show notes, but let me tell you a little bit about my friend because she and I connected several years ago at a writer's conference. And not surprisingly, we connected over books because we have all of the same book friends from our childhoods. And we connected first of all over my daughter's name when i shared you know we were sharing our information with each other like she told me about her kids i was telling her about mine and when i shared my daughter's name she immediately threw out a book reference like oh it's the same as eight cousins well eight cousins is one of louisa may alcott's uh, more obscure works and nobody that I know has read it, or if they have read it, they we haven't talked about it. And so the fact that she knew the book, knew one of the characters in the book, and connected it to my daughter was just phenomenal for me. Anyway, since then, we've connected over all the books. And I would have to say that she is one of my kindred spirits. If you're familiar with Anne of Green Gables, you know exactly what I'm talking about. And I just hold her so dearly because she is such a wise lady. She is the parent of older adult children, and she has been so extremely generous with her time and talents with me and and with so many people. So she is lovely, and I can't wait to introduce you guys to her and tell you what she's prepared for us for these next upcoming four episodes. So let me give you her official bio that she was shared with me so you can get a feel for her background and kind of understand where she is coming from with what she's going to share with us. Since retiring from a 33-year corporate career with AT&T in 2010, Kelly has been teaching yoga, meditation, and breathing techniques within the local advocacy community. She's currently teaching yoga and practical life skills for Project Hope, a relationship-based program for crisis survivors, a ministry of the Storehouse of Collin County. She's also a financial skills coach and resume interviewing mentor for Career Care, a ministry of St. Andrew's United Methodist Church in Plano, Texas. Kelly is a registered yoga teacher with over 500 hours of specialized training. She received her Registered Yoga Teacher 200 certificate from Sunstone Yoga and Fitness Academy in 2015 and her Registered Yoga Teacher 500 certification from Gaia Flow Yoga in March 2020. She's insured and registered with the Yoga Alliance. Now, the reason that I wanted to make sure you guys understood that is because Kelly has created something amazing for all of us, and I'm going to be sharing it over the next four episodes with you guys. And what she's created is a series of what she has titled Zoom Busters, and it's a series of breathing 
and stretching exercises for you to use with your students, whether you're a teacher or a parent, for you to use with your students who are doing virtual learning. And I'm so excited to share it with you guys. She is such a professional. She's created this amazing resource, and I can't wait for her to get started with that. So we're going to go ahead and jump on in. Well, welcome, Kelly. Thank you so much for being on the show with us today. I am just so glad that you're here. And um, I've already shared as part of the introduction, um, our connection, um, which I think there are so many of ways that we're connected and, and things that we have in common. And you're such a dear friend. And I think one of the ways that we have been connecting recently has been over a book, which is not surprising given our love for reading. Um, and because of our interest in this book and because of the conversations that we've been having about online learning and what school looks like for teachers and for students and for parents right now, um, this all just kind of came together as something that we're interested in and something that I think you really have an amazing way of helping people and looking at this and having real practical solutions for some of the challenges that come along with online teaching and with being on the other side of a screen with someone for hours on end, right? So again, I know I just wanna welcome you and I wanna say thank you so much because I know how much time and effort you've put into creating something beautiful for us. So let's just dive in and we're gonna talk about the book and I'm gonna let you talk about it a little bit because you are the one who found it and you've shared it with me and it's made an amazing impact. So tell us about the book. Well, first of all, I'm so glad to be here with you, beautiful Amy. And the book, which yes, I am very obsessed with, <laughs> is Breath by James Nestor. And I actually, um, a few people that know me well suggested this book to me because there was a great podcast on NPR and one on, um, is it Joe Rogan? And uh, James Nestor is kind of, I think, taking the world by storm a little bit because with all the COVID stuff, you know, for the first time, we're, a lot of us are thinking about what a beautiful thing breathing is and what does breathing well really mean. And so this book, which is pretty beginning to end, takes us through um, so many of the techniques that have been known in all of the ancient cultures and yet, and are acknowledged by medicine and science in one way or another, but now people are paying a little more attention to them. How we can maximize increased lung capacity, how we can maximize you know, our breath, how we can use breathing to truly relax and to fuel our bodies in all of the right ways. Awesome. Thank you for sharing that. Yes. And for me, I have had asthma, I think for as long as I can remember, I can remember being six years old and really struggling and the drugs that they've developed really didn't come onto the market, I would say until the early 2000s and, and have been re revolutionary for me because of my breathing issues and my struggle with that. And so to find this book for you to share it, and, and to be able to practice some of the things that are in the book and find immediate relief and benefit from it 
has just been amazing. Like things that I, I thought I would never be able to ever breathe through my nose, which is what the book is advocating and, and going through in a very beautiful storytelling way of the scientific facts. I think he's just a brilliant writer in how he communicates all of these um, ideas and, and the science behind it, but just to shift to breathing through your nose, <laughs> which just sounds so silly and simple, but I, I've never just breathed through my nose. I just, with allergies and all that kind of stuff. So anyway, so we know that breathing is super important. And, and I wanted to share this part of things to kind of give the audience an idea of, of our journey to this episode that we're doing right now. Because just as breathing is important, moving your body is important. And there's such a, a brain learning mind body connection and given the new constraints that teachers have when they're doing virtual teaching i just thought it would be a very timely thing to talk about and and you have just so graciously provided guys kelly has created this whole set and and program of little mini exercises that you can do with your students to um, help them refocus and to help them um, get their energy back and stay motivated and and all the things. So, so we're going to talk about that. Okay. So one of the first things that that Kelly and I talked about when we were discussing what this episode would look like is really being grounded in the reality of what virtual learning is. And so. Kelly, speak to that a little bit, because I know we had a really fascinating conversation last week. Well, as you have said earlier, um, I teach a lot of breathing and yoga and meditation techniques now online to trauma survivor community. And because of that, I know I've learned as a teacher of those techniques um, that the world that my students is in is often looks or is very different than maybe what I see in that little slice of And so what I was sharing with you was, yeah, it was, it was on Twitter, this comment where, um, you know, a mom was just saying that the teacher from her son's school had sent them all a note that basically said, and I don't want to see parents or siblings in the screen during, you know, your child's school. And she was like, you know, I live in this small place, he's got siblings, and what am I supposed to do when I go into the kitchen? Spider walk across the ceiling, <laughs> which was funny, but it was kind of such a good example of how, you know, we don't really know what's going on in that world. We don't know what kind of distractions are there, what kind of situations with siblings, other people in the household. And so I think that's just one of those, you know, how do we individual grace and how do we also set the scene, if you will, um, for a positive experience in either the class or just a set of breathing exercises. Right. And, and here's what I love about that, the, the whole grace piece, because it is teachers having grace with families because you don't know what's going on on the other side of the screen, number one, and you don't know what the configuration is of their home or what 
the parents work situation is and, and what's going on. In fact, we have a friend who we meet with weekly who, who we were on a zoom with her and her son's zoom wouldn't work. And so she's working with us and, but still having to help him, we, you know, so it's just the technology of it. Like, and that's just one little teeny tiny grain of sand and all of the circumstances that can be going on. I, you know, I think that's what we kind of landed on. And then also I think parents need to have a lot of grace with teachers as well because they're doing things differently. And if they're having to teach from home, they're dealing with all those same kinds of things. And even if they're teaching from a classroom at school, um, there's still all of the components of this that I really feel like teachers are being asked to do two jobs right now, because it is a whole job to teach face-to-face -face kids. It's a whole nother job to teach virtually. And it may look like there's crossover and there probably is, but it's two different skill sets and it's two different, um, just two different jobs as far as I'm concerned. So, all right. <laughs> and so I think one of the things that you said about that, is, that I loved, that I think people will resonate with is that you really have to use your imagination in situations like this. And, and by imagination, I think you could also insert, insert the word empathy. You have to imagine what it's like to walk in their shoes and, and be them and, and go about working with each other based on that imagination. Well, and I might just add too that there are a lot of things that we're going to do today where once we teach the fundamentals or demonstrate the fundamentals, we can give the student the opportunity to let us into their imagination by involving them yes in a way to participate in the future or a way to you know label or name the exercises you know just in some creative fun ways so i've specifically invited kelly because of her yoga expertise she has done extensive training and she agreed to work with me to design some simple exercises that teachers or parents can do with their students and we geared this towards middle school students, but it can totally be adapted. And one of the things that we talked about that we wanted to make sure of is that it is super important to give students time to process any of the verbal cues for these exercises that you're giving and to really take the time to teach and practice the correct set for posture, the way you're sitting in your chair, or even if you have them stand up, however you're having them do. So setting them up for posture, setting up their movements, and then really as the teacher to monitor students via the Zoom screen and offer adjustments as needed, um, which you totally did that with me when we were going through this where you're like, okay, make sure your chin's level to the floor and you know, just little adjustments like that. So the great thing is that is a little bit different than let's say, Kelly has done yoga classes for my husband and I, is that because it's Zoom and the students can see themselves, they can self-adjust. So a couple of suggestions that you gave, um, and why don't you talk to us a little bit about the names for the poses, Kelly? Like you had, I just thought what was an amazing suggestion for drawing the kids in for working on this. Yeah, I would encourage you to give them the opportunity to actually name a and perhaps to actually 
in a future opportunity, we're calling these um, Zoom Buster Breaks, little three to five minute sets where we give them the opportunity to run through a couple of um, gentle stretching type movement, breathing exercise, and then maybe come up with a name for that after and let the students do it and allow them to actually perhaps teach it further on down the line. This was one of the ideas of yours that I thought was brilliant for several reasons. And that is you suggested that maybe a way to draw students in would be to have them do the Zoom Buster for the day mm -hmm. and be in charge of it. And that it doesn't have to, it's not just that they might lead you in what, in the poses and the things that you've taught them, but also they might bring in some of the things that they do in athletics or in band or in any kind of choral programs or dance or, or whatever, any kind of breathing or stretching techniques from their own activities and kind of teach some Zoom Busters, which I thought was brilliant because it involves them. But I also know middle school students and I know that they can be a little bit snarky with each other. And so I think knowing that you're going to have a turn where you have to lead makes you a lot more gracious with the people that are also who are maybe leading for the day. So when you know that you're going to be in that spot, you know, two days from now or a week from now or whatever, you maybe go a little easier on your peers. <laughs> I would hope, I would hope. Okay. And then the other thing that I thought was a great idea, the posture is so important and it's something that you're going to be having us reset as you begin each of these activities. And I think it goes back, I think it's so funny, it, it kind of circles back to when teachers or parents would say, sit up straight. Well, there's really something to that, right? Like, talk to me about that a little bit. Well, first of all, just, I'll just walk you through the, the posture. Um, you want your feet flat on the floor, ideally, except again, we don't know what's going on in the household. Some kids are sitting on, on stools, mm -hmm. so there can't be feet on, so maybe it can be on a rung. Or maybe we can just encourage them to sit straight in the chair. And the reason I'm starting with feet and the way is that's the foundation for sitting up straight. So when we say sit up straight, we're not going to be able to do that unless we've created a strong foundation. And so then it's simply a matter of shoulders up, roll them back and down. And then that nice level chin mentioned a moment ago where your chin is actually level to the floor it's not lifted it's not down and with the shoulders pulled back we're not in that that tech neck pose which most of us <laughs> we're jutting our chin and our head forward really not allowing for full uh, relaxation and lung capacity to be used awesome. so it's as simple as that relaxed hands Okay. And the other thing that I loved about that is that if you came up with a name for that, if a teacher came up with a name or let kids come up with a name, then that could be a really simple verbal cue in the middle of lessons. If you don't, if you're not in, in the flow of your day and you're teaching, if you're not in a place where you can stop and take this three to five minute break to do specific movements, you can use that word and students know feet on the floor, shoulders up to your ears and back and, and chin level with the floor. Right. Where they can do it instantaneously. And that alone 
even just now as I've done it, it, it gives you a different level of attention and focus, I think. It just kind of refreshes and anyway. Okay, so that's super important. Okay, thanks again to Kelly. We just appreciate you so much. And I'm excited that you've given us this baseline to get started on. And if this is something that you guys are interested in, I would say take this first posture setting up episode and just really practice it with your students. And next week, I will share the first two sets of three to five minute exercises that she has created for all of us. Now, each week, I'm going to be putting the videos on YouTube and also in my show notes. So for this week, I've included that first video of this posture setup, and you can find that at theishgirl.com forward slash EP96. And you can also find me on YouTube if you just um, search for The Ish Girl. Now, I do kind of want to give you a preview of coming attractions as well, because at the end, when she has shared all of the exercises, I will have a PDF resource so that you can have that to use, as well as the videos and examples that I share on my show notes. And I would love if you guys are using these techniques and this posture setup specifically this week, if you would snap a pic and put it on social media and tag me. We would love to see how you guys are using this with your students. So make sure you join us next week for the next installment where Kelly is gonna begin to teach us these three to five minute Zoom busters to use with teens. Now from an ish girl who has enjoyed practicing all of these beautiful stretching movements this week that Kelly has shared, because yes, they're good for us as grownups too, sitting at our desks in front of a computer. I am so grateful to be in the middle of it together.